0: Heaven and hell are real physical places, and they are 180 degrees out from each other. A circle has 360 degrees. If you start from zero, when you reach 180 degrees, you will have reached the exact opposite position. If a believer wants to know God's position on a matter, they would find him 180 out from Satan's. God is yes, Satan is no. God is love, Satan is hate. God is truth, Satan is a lie, God is peace, Satan is anxiety, God is freedom, Satan is bondage, God is accessed by faith, Satan is accessed by unbelief, God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, Satan and the lost who follow him find their eternity in damnation. In the camp of the damned, a lot of hard and bold speeches are made against God and His Christ. Jude one 14 through 14-16, and Enoch also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousands of His saints to execute judgment upon all, and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. The hard speeches come to an abrupt halt when the doctor says, You have six weeks to put your house in order. Then what? Then where? God has made a way of escape from the bondage of this world's sin, and that way is Jesus Christ. The Lord titled this way of escape, Born Again. John 3.3, 3, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Are you born again? Regardless of how dire your circumstances appear, salvation and deliverance is just a short step away. God's Word speaks to Israel in Deuteronomy 30, verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. There are only two doors, and they are 180 out from each other. Choose Christ now, right now this very second, and live. Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Genesis 6, verse 4, There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. God said, Genesis 7, verse 10, and 17 through 20, And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. And the flood was forty days upon the earth, Man said, according to Victor Stenger of the Free Free Inquiry, but it is fair to say that there is not a single shred of evidence that demands that we hypothesize that the universe was created, and we can now provisionally understand how all we are and all we know could have come about by chance. Now the record. How glorious, how marvelous is the beautiful book, This holy Bible, this all-powerful, supernatural, inerrant excellency, is mine to read, to absorb, and to write upon the table of my heart. This God-authored tome is an intricate road map of all life's journey, indicating step-by-step milestones, lighting the way through the labyrinth of evil, a world full of deadly dangers. It is the light in the face of darkness— It is the comfort in the time of trouble. It is solutions to all my problems, and it deposits my soul in paradise—a paradise that never ends. I need to know that this book is true. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, Feature Article 870, that will once again certify the marvelous inerrancy of God's holy word. All of these features are archived here in text and streaming audio— for the building up of the faith and his ammunition in the battle for the souls of men. Every Thursday, Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming today. May the peace of God that passes all understanding be your portion. This is part three in an ongoing series fashioned after the original God Said Man Said Proof series. God-proofs are offered in rapid fashion, displaying the tip of the vast expansiveness of biblical truths. Today's feature begins with God-proof number 41. All reasonable doubt is gone. The question to the unredeemed is not, now is there a God, but rather, am I willing to pay the price of redemption? Number 41. Genesis chapter 4, verse 21. And his brother's name was Jubal. He was the father of all such as handled the harp and organ. Etymology, the study of words and their origins, has a foundational principle that basically states that when a word is first coined or used, its definition is established. This curious discipline is displayed in Genesis 4.21. Jubilee, a time of freedom and celebration, comes from the name Jubal, father of all such as handle the harp and organ. A multitude of such examples, excuse me, they exist in God's holy book. Number 42, Genesis 6, verse 4. There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. Fallen sons of God, not the sons of Adam, cohabitated with the daughters of men and their offspring were giants and men of renown. Archaeology, paleontology, ancient history, current history, and a host of non-biblical ancient societal records shout yes to giants, not as some rare anomaly, but as entire tribes. Number 43, Genesis 6, 4 again, There were giants in the earth in those days, And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. The fallen sons of God, June 1, 6, and their offspring, the men of renown, show their roots in the mythical gods of old and their half-human offspring, who performed great feats. 44. Genesis 6, verse 17. And behold, I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven, and everything that is in the earth shall die. Pseudoscience and theological minimalists rail against the idea of Noah and God's global flood, yet flood strata covers three-quarters of the earth's surface. Genesis 7, verse 6 and 7. And Noah was six hundred years old when the flood of waters was upon the earth, and Noah went in and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives with him into the ark because of the waters of the flood. Carnal academics refused Noah out of hand, but not the ancient Chinese alphabet. One of the most unique testimonies pointing to the historicity of Genesis 1 through chapter 11 and mankind's shared history prior to Babel is found in the earliest form of the Chinese language known as oracle bone writing like modern chinese the oracle bone writing was logographic meaning that instead of an alphabet it used symbols of radicals or radicals excuse me to represent words and syllables these figures can be combined to convey a different or more developed idea researchers found that many of the radicals revealed that the earliest non-biblical chinese people clearly knew of the events found in chapter in genesis chapter 1 through 11 Consider the following words and their component symbols. Garden. Garden is made up of the symbols of dust, breath, two persons, and an enclosure. God said, man said, man made from dust. God breathed up Adam's nostrils uh, to two people, Adam and Eve, and enclosed in God's garden. Take the Chinese word flood. Flood is composed of the figures for eight united earth and water. God said, man said, eight people in Noah's ark, all of life with breath in its nostrils were in the ark, the earth destroyed by water. The Chinese word tower composed of the radicals for mankind, one mouth or language and clay. God said, man said, mankind scattered at the tower of Babel. One common language made brick out of clay. These are just a handful of the ancient symbols found among the oracle bone writings that show these people had a good understanding of the events described in Genesis chapter one through eleven. What else but shared history could account for the striking similarities between the biblical accounts in these chapters and the early Chinese people who developed these symbols, end of quotes. forty six. Genesis seven ten and then seventeen through twenty. And it came to pass after seven days, that the waters of the flood were upon the earth. And the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased, and bare up the ark, and it was lifted up above the earth. And the waters prevailed, and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered." The vast majority of all existing fossils were buried by water action. Number 47, Psalms 105, verse 23. Israel also came into Egypt, and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham. The Bible declares that Ham, the son of Noah, populated the land of Egypt, which was referred to as the land of Ham. Geneticists now confirm. The headline from Breaking Israel News, June 22, 2017 reads, Mummy DNA May Prove Ancient Egyptians Descended from Son of Noah Exactly as Bible Describes. The subject line of that feature says, DNA Study of Mummies Indicates Ancient Egyptians Descended from Biblical Ham. A few paragraphs follow. In a scientific first, DNA taken from Egyptian mummies has been decoded, producing unexpected results about the true origins of the Egyptian people. These results confirm a controversial theory that traces the first Egyptian dynasty back to the biblical ham, as described in the book of Genesis. A recent study of the DNA of mummies, led by Johannes Krauss of the Max Planck Institute for the Science of Human History, has shed some light on the subject and his findings support the biblical narrative. The researchers were able to collect 90 samples of mitochondrial DNA and three samples of genomes, the total of an organism's DNA. The surprising results showed that ancient Egyptians were more closely related to populations from the Near East and Southwest Asia and not from Northern and Northern Africa as previously thought. These new findings fit in with the dynastic race theory espoused by archaeologist David Rall. Rawl's theory is that the ancient Egyptians arrived overseas from Mesopotamia, conquered the Nile Valley, and established the first Egyptian dynasties. This is in direct contradiction to the previous theory that the first Egyptian rulers and much of the population arrived by a land route from Africa. Rawl based his theory, which he explained in his book, Legend, the Genesis of Civilization, on the biblical account of Ham, the son of Noah. According to Rawl's theory, Ham and his people moved from Mesopotamia to settle in Egypt after the flood. Rawl explains that this is the basis for Horus, one of the most significant Egyptian deities, who was in fact Ham. The name Horus means the distant one, implying that he came from far away. End of quote. All of mankind today finds their root in the three sons of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. All of them landed in the ark on the mountains of Ararat, which exists in Armenia and Turkey. From the mountains of Ararat, they traveled to the land of Shinar. There, in rebellion against God, they built the Tower of Babel. This era is in modern-day Iraq. Until God cast down this Tower of Babel, all men spoke one common language. Once God cast down the tower... He confounded the language, and people separated by their language that they could understand. From there, the groups went from Babel to create the particular nationalities of the world. Descendants of Ham populated the land of Egypt. They came from Iraq, not Africa, end of quotes, just like the Bible said. Number 48, Genesis 9, 5, and 6. And surely your blood of your lives will I require at the hand of every beast, will I require it, and at the hand of man. At the hand of every man's brother will I require the life of man. Whoso sheddeth man's blood, by man shall his blood be shed, for in the image of God made he man. Have you ever wondered why it is acceptable to kill an animal and eat it, but taking another man's life is punishable by death, a hotly contested legal concept known as capital punishment? The answer is that man is made in the image of God and has a living, redeemable so. 49. Genesis nine eighteen and 19. And the sons of Noah that went forth of the ark were Shem and Ham and Japheth, and Ham is the father of Canaan. These are the three sons of Noah, and of them was the whole earth overspread. By the three sons of Noah was the earth overspread. Geneticists confirmed the scriptures. The headline in December 29, 2012, issue of Science News reads, human diversity's recent explosion. The subhead reads, most genetic variation came about in the last 5,000 years. The headline in the June 15, 2013 issue of Science News reads, Europeans are one big family. And the subhead reads, DNA finds common ancestry about 30 generations back. A few paragraphs follow. Virtually every person living in Europe today shares a common set of ancestors that lived about a thousand years ago. Peter Ralph and Graham Coop of the University of California, Davis reported May 7 in *PLoS biology. What's really surprising is just how closely related Europeans and likely all people in the world are, Coop says. And the last uh, past mathematical analysis have concluded that everyone on the globe shares not a single ancestor but a complete set of ancestors who lived about 3,000 years ago. In other words, all of the people living then who have any modern descendants are ancestors of everyone living today. Remember, eight people descended from the Ark just over 4,300 years ago, and they are the beginning of today's global population. Discover Magazine and their July-August 2013 issue under the heading Evolution in Overdrive published the following excerpt. Joshua Akey of the University of Washington recently explored the average age of our species gene gene variants, finding that most are young. About three-quarters of the single nucleotide variants, a a mutation that substitutes just one nucleotide, an A, C, T, or G, in the long string of DNA occurred within the past 5,000 years, surprising considering that our species may be 200,000 years old. End of quote. Number 50, Genesis eleven one through 9. And the whole earth was of one, one language and one speech. And it came to pass, as they journeyed from the east, that they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they dwelt there. And they said one to another, Go to, let us make brick and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and slime had they for mortar. And they said, Go to, let us build us a city and a tower, whose top may reach unto heaven. And let us make us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men builded. And the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they begin to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. Go to. Let us go down, and there confound their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from thence upon the face of all the earth, and they left off to build the city. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Is it possible that this much maligned passage is true? Could it be? that the world spoke one common language? This is a statement concerning the common language. It was at the Tower of Babel that God changed man's speech from one common language to many. George Smith, the staff member of the British Museum who translated the Babylonian account of the flood, published the following mind-boggling translation of an ancient fragment found in the excavations. This is what the Babylonians had written. The building of this temple offended the gods. In a night they threw down what had been built, they scattered them abroad and made strange their speech, the progress then impeded. Alfredo Trombetti, in his book titled The Unity of the Origin of Language, states that he is able to prove the common language and origin of all languages. Max Mueller, the comparative philologist, declared concerning the common origin of speech— we have examined all possible forms which language can assume, and we can now ask, can we reconcile with these three distinct forms, the radical, the terminational, inflectional, the admission of one common origin of human speech? I answered decidedly, yes. From doctors Morrison-Clark, The origin of human language, and especially the tremendous diversity of human languages, is as yet quite inexplicable to the evolutionist. There is nothing even remotely comparable to such an ability among the higher animals. That human speech and language are divine creations is by far the most reasonable explanation. Furthermore, the fact that the great variety of languages reflects a divine judgment on early man as the Bible teaches is also the most reasonable explanation we have. In the book review section of Discover Magazine, March 2002 is found the following paragraph in review of M.C. Baker's book, The Atoms of Language, The Mind's Hidden Rules of Grammar. They write this, Are the world's 6,000 languages fundamentally different from one another, or do they share a common underlying structure? Baker, a cognitive scientist, argues that most, if not all, languages conform to a common set of rules. Mapping these rules, says Baker, could produce a periodic table of language, a single framework from which all tongues are derived, end of quote. Number 51. Genesis, chapter 11, verse 9. Therefore is the name of it called Babel, because the Lord did there confound the language of all the earth, and from thence did the Lord scatter them abroad upon the face of all the earth. Earlier we mentioned etymology, the study of words and their origins, and one of their foundational principles which declares the primary definition of a word that it's established in its first use. The word Babel, or babbling, is rooted in the word Babel. Webster defines Babel one A to utter meaningless sounds and defines Babel from the Tower of Babel in Genesis eleven four nine, the building of which was interrupted by confusion of tongues. A confusion of sounds or voices two a sense of noise or confusion. Oh yes, Babel, babbling Babylon. Number fifty two, Genesis twenty three, seven through nine and nineteen. And Abraham stood up, and bowed himself to the people of the land, even to the children of Heth. And he communed with them, saying, If it be your mind that I should bury my dead out of my sight, hear me, and entreat for me to Ephron, the son of Zohar, that he may give me the cave of Machpelah, which he hath, which is in the end of the field, for as much money as it is worth he shall give it me for possession of a burying-place among you. And after this Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre, the same as Hebron and the land of Canaan. Four thousand years later, Abraham's Machpelah can be found in a regal building in the Israeli city of Hebron. You can visit it today. Number fifty-three, Genesis nineteen twenty-four and twenty-five, and the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven and he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. The men of Sodom were homosexuals, thus the term legal term sodomite. Sodom and Gomorrah were destroyed by fire and brimstone out of heaven because of their wickedness. Archaeologists have discovered the site they believe was Sodom and Gomorrah, and the ruins of these cities mirror the biblical account. Ancient historians confirm the book of Genesis as well. Number 54. Genesis 19, 17, and 26. And it came to pass, when they had brought them forth abroad, that he said, Escape for thy life. Look not behind thee, neither stay thou in all the plain. Escape to the mountain, lest thou be consumed. But his wife looked back from behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. Famed ancient historian Josephus wrote, but Lot's wife, continually turning back to view the city as she went from it, and being too nicely inquisitive what would become of it, although God had forbidden her to do so, was changed into a pillar of salt, for I have seen it, and it remains at this day End of quote. well recorded in history was Clement, a Roman general and contemporary of Josephus, who said that he also saw Lot's wife, who was turned into a pillar of salt. In the next century, the Roman orator, Aranus, attested to the existence of Lot's wife and commented with awe on how it had it endured so long with all its members intact. Today, on the Jordan Valley Road on the way to Eilat, you can look and see a large, ominous pillar of salt that resembles a cloaked woman looking back to where Sodom and Gomorrah once thrived, a place called the Vale of Siddim. The ancient Phoenician priest Sanchunathon wrote of this place and said, The veil of Siddamus sank and became a lake, always evaporating and containing no fish, a symbol of vengeance and of death for the transgressor. This cloaked lady overlooking the veil of Siddam is known by the Bedouins of today as Lot's wife. The following excerpts are from a May-June 2009 issue of Biblical Archaeological Review. The title of the feature is, How Lot's Wife Became a Pillar of Salt. An extraordinary pillar of salt at the southern end of the Dead Sea, it is sixty-five feet high, can easily be seen as having a human form, especially when approached from the north. Long identified as Lot's wife, this salt pillar may perhaps be, be taken as the remains of the woman who looked back by those who interpret the Holy Word literally. End of quote. It should be noted that the author of this feature is not a literalist. The pillar of salt known as Lot's wife is located on Mount Sedum, near the southwestern shore of the Dead Sea. The present Hebrew pronunciation for Sedum is Sodom. Of course, Lot and his family were fleeing the wicked city of Sodom. The feature article continues. Moreover, we can now even date the creation of the salt pillar to about 4,000 years ago, or 2000 B.C., and an an astounding aspect of its creation. is that it appeared quite suddenly, right around the time traditionally attributed to the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, the woman on the hill. Because Lot's wife is perched on the slope of an ever-rising mountain of salt, the pillar is also rising relative to ground level as the base of the mountain recedes. Frumpkin found that Lot's wife rises approximately three-tenths inches per year, meaning that when the monument first appeared 4,000 years ago, it would have been 100 feet lower down the slope than it is now. Back then, the stone would have been more directly visible to passing travelers, and it adds, human-like form no doubt stirred the ancient imagination. End of quotes. Lot's wife, you better believe it. Number 55. Genesis 5, verse 3, and Adam lived in 130 years and begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. Using biblical genealogy and other chronological markers, you will come to an age of the earth as just over 6,000 years. Sound ridiculous? Science writer Ann Gibbons wrote the following concerning Mitochondrial Eve and the 1998 issue of Science Magazine. Regardless of the cause, evolutionists are most concerned about the effect of a faster mutation rate. For example, researchers have calculated that mitochondrial Eve, the woman whose mtDNA was ancestral to that in all living people, lived 100,000 to 200,000 years ago in Africa. Using the new clock, she would be a mere 6,000 years old. End of quote. God's Word is true and righteous altogether, every jot and every tittle. You can trust it all the way into eternity. God said, Exodus 20, verse 11, For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. God said, Genesis 6, 4, There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old men of renown. God said, Genesis 7, verse 10, then 17 and 20, And it came to pass after seven days, that the waters of the flood were upon the earth, and the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lifted up above the earth." and the waters prevailed, and were increased greatly upon the earth, and the ark went upon the face of the waters. And the waters prevailed exceedingly upon the earth, and all the high hills that were under the whole heaven were covered. Fifteen cubits upward did the waters prevail, and the mountains were covered. Man said, according to Victor Stanger of the Free Inquiry, But it is fair to say that there is not a single shred of evidence— that demands that we hypothesize that the universe was created, and we can now provisionally understand how all we are and all we know could have come about by chance. Now you have the record.